Hey, everybody, and thank you so much for tuning in to My Sentiments Exactly podcast. My name is Kay, and I'm your host. Today's special guest is Christian Guyton. She is a brand stylist and photographer helping entrepreneurs build strong visual brands that create impact and attract their ideal audience. When she is not working, you'll find her navigating life as a single mother of two, one of whom beat brain cancer and has special needs. Christian's mission is to inspire others to chase their dreams in the face of adversity. And as the host of the Moxie Stride podcast, she takes people along her journey of doing exactly that while also sharing stories of her guests. Hope you enjoy today's episode. MSE Podcast is dedicated to talking about the hard stuff and facilitating the conversations necessary for growth, healing, transformation, and genuine community. Now it's your turn. My hope is that you finish this episode feeling empowered to continue the conversation with those around you. One way you can do that is by purchasing the MSE Podcast Conversation Starters Deck available at bygracenp.com. May these cards inspire you to speak out and be heard, and may you be authentically embraced for the uniqueness of your journey. Christian, I am so excited to have you on the show today to share your experience as a single mom and also raising a child with special needs. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So I want you to start out just sharing a little bit about yourself and um, just your experience as a single mom. Okay, great. So um, like you said, my name is Christian. I am a single mom of two kids, uh, one of whom has special needs as a result of numerous health things that she's been through. Um, and then another one, my little boy, I'm also a entrepreneur. Um, I am a brand stylist and photographer for other entrepreneurs and small business owners. Wow. Yeah. So my plate is full. (laughs) Yeah, I can imagine. (laughs) One of the things that, um, stereotypes that I had faced, especially being a black woman, it was this idea of single black women raising kids on their own without a father in the home. And so that was something along my journey that I had to reconcile with because I was raised by a single mom um, who did everything on her own. She put my brother and I through private school. She worked two and three jobs at a time. And that was a stereotype that I did not want to fall into. And so for me, I did everything possible, or at least I tried to do everything possible to not end up in that same situation, to not become a stereotype, to not become a statistic. And so I waited um, as far as having children. I did have kids before I got married, but I was already engaged. So we were engaged and the pregnancy kind of happened. And so I was like, okay, not a big deal. I'm getting married you know, we're still gonna make this work. We're still gonna be family. And so I was, I was hell bent on this, like not becoming a statistic. And yet here I am, you know, 
five, I think it's been about five years later and I'm a single mom with two kids and, you know, sometimes, some days the struggle is real. <laughs> I can imagine. Um, so one of your children, as you stated, um, has special needs. How has that journey been for you? It has been interesting, crazy. And so, yeah, that was, I think that was the biggest stereotype that I was really trying to beat along my journey as a mom. Got you. Mm -hmm. What would you say has been the most challenging part for you? Um, I would say, aside from dealing with the things that my children had to overcome health-wise, mm -hmm. I think the biggest thing was really just accepting that my life did not turn out as I had pictured it. And gotcha. so the relationship didn't work um, in spite of all the many tries and the different things that we wanted to do. I think that was the biggest upset for me. And um, really just accepting that this picture looks a little different, that God had a different plan in mind. Yeah. And so, yeah, that would be my biggest thing. Sometimes overwhelming. Yeah. And I would say recently within the last year have things started to kind of become normal where we have okay. like a flow of our life. So my daughter was diagnosed with brain cancer in the end of 2016. But prior to that, her older brother, my firstborn was actually born three months premature. So I had already had a situation where yeah. Like I had been in hospitals. My son was in the hospital for 90 days after he was born. So he didn't come home for the first three months. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was at the hospital every single day with the exception of one day, which like <laughs> being a first time mom that broke my heart because yeah. we lived in Wisconsin at the time and there was like an ice storm and my truck would not go on the ice. Wow. There was no way for me to get to the hospital. Mm -hmm. And so that was a very interesting day. And he had a lot of things that he had to overcome while he was in the hospital, um, different infections, having to develop his, all the things that babies develop when they're still in the womb, like the suck and follow method and all, you know, all of the things. Mm -hmm. And so having gone through that, and then a year and a half later, having my daughter and then her having um, seizures, which started when she was about nine weeks old. Wow. And so that was like our journey. So I've been in and out of hospitals since like 2015. Wow. So it's just like been this constant. And now I finally feel like in the last year, we're like at a place where I can kind of, I have a routine, we're getting things going. Now the kids are school aged and yes. Yeah, so it's been, it's been crazy, <laughs> the full spectrum. And you said your, um, was it your daughter that was diagnosed with brain cancer? Yes. Okay. So, yeah, she was diagnosed at about a year and a half. So it was, she had um, the seizures, all of that stuff. It started at nine weeks. And so we dealt with that for about eight months. And the seizures changed, medications changed, all of those things. And then she went about eight months seizure free. And okay. we thought, you know, like we reached a crossing point. We're at a good yeah. Seizures are gone. Everything's great. She's starting to um, develop because she was developmentally delayed because of the seizures starting so early. Um, and then out of the blue, it, she had a seizure and we took her back into the hospital. Um, they did an EEG. 
and then they decided to follow it with an MRI just to see if anything had changed structurally. Yeah. And that's when I got the news and I was in the hospital alone with my little boy. Wow. Um, when they told me that my daughter had a four centimeter tumor on the left side of her brain. Wow. That day was hard. I remember it so vividly. <laughs> wow. And thank you for sharing this. I know it's not easy to recount some of those memories. So I appreciate you sharing. I think for the most part, um, I didn't necessarily have any like outsider opinions of my okay. journey. Okay. Um, primarily because I'm I'm a pretty private person. Yeah. And it's a little bit easier for me to talk about our journey now that we've kind of been through the thick of it. Um, in the beginning, it was really hard for me to talk about. So people didn't even really know. As a, a special needs mom, what have been some of the challenges that you have experienced, whether it's coming from stigma associated with special needs um, or just misconceptions that you have experienced along the way? with the exception of my mom, because she helps me take care of my children. Mm -hmm. And then like my best friend, my pastor, like nobody really knew what was going on, the extent of everything that was going on. Got you. And so I think for me, I felt a little bit of guilt in that, like this mom guilt, like how did I cause this? Did my pregnancy not go well? Was it something I ate? So I had a lot of like self beat up and yeah. I was blaming myself for what was happening with my children. Yeah, I think that was really the biggest um, pull. And I, I basically blame myself for yeah. what was happening. Yeah. And it took a lot, a lot of like inner work and forgiving myself and just yeah. you know, realizing like sometimes things just happen yeah. and, you know, I can't control everything. And yeah, yeah it took a lot of inner work. And I can only imagine. And, on that note, how has the past, because you said it's been since 2014 or 2016? Um, my son was born in 2014. Okay. And then my daughter was born in 2015, but she was diagnosed in 2016. Got you. So mm -hmm. since 2014, which I'm sure you have had other challenges, but just speaking about the challenges that you have faced since you entered into motherhood, how has everything weighed on you mentally? Oh, okay. So mentally, um, this has been a struggle for me. Yeah. Um, primarily because in 2014, I was in a very different space in life. Like I was supposed to be getting married and mm -hmm. we were having our first kid in the midst of that. We had just moved to a new state. And so I didn't really know anyone. I had a job I was working at the time as a basketball coach for high school um, which was fun. I love mentoring kids and stuff like that. Um, plus I played college basketball, so I love that. Um, okay. field. um, so yeah. And what ended up happening is the relationships was breaking down as we were bringing, you know, our son into the world and all these changes were happening. And so I was having a hard time coping because I also didn't have anyone that I knew in the state that we had just moved to. So I didn't really have that connection. Uh -huh. um, and then fast forward to my daughter and having the seizures, we were kind of still, we were still together. Um, 
but the relationship, I think at that point was just completely, it was over, but we were still together and it was just weighing on me mentally. And I kind of lost myself in the midst of being with that person. And then also having, um, two children who needed me like hands-on needed me because of the things that they were going through. And so I kind of lost myself in the process. And then I don't think it was until about halfway through um, my daughter, maybe not halfway, but I would say two months into her having treatments for the um, chemo that I finally spoke with a social worker at the hospital and she asked me, how are you doing? And I couldn't really answer her without like tears welling up in my eyes. Mm. And she recommended that I see a therapist and they um, covered everything with the, we went to to St. Jude Children's Hospital. So they not only take care of um, the children who are there as patients, but they take care of the families, which I thought, I think that is so amazing. Yeah, absolutely. And I love, I love that organization. And so they um, referred me to a therapist and it was my first time actually having like talk therapy with, you know, a professional, not just talking with one of my friends or my mom. And it wasn't until then that I realized that I had postpartum depression mm-hmm. and had even realized or thought of it. And I'm like, at this point, yeah. is it even postpartum depression? Because I'm, my son is a year old. My daughter's almost a year you know, and I was like, it just kind of snowballed into this whole other level of things that I I hadn't really thought about because I was just so in the moment and I got to take care of my kids and I got to schedule doctor's appointments. I got to do this. I got to do that. And I never stopped to think about what was happening for me. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. That is so good. And and thank you again for sharing that because I can only imagine the emotional toll that all of this had on you. Um, and I'm so glad that St. Jude has taken care of the families just to see how you have overcome that and some. I can definitely understand a little bit about your experience with the NICU and all of that. And I know the toll that it had on me emotionally, mentally, and I'm really amazed by your strength and your resilience. Um, what have you learned about yourself? throughout all of this? That's a good question. Um, The biggest thing that I have learned about myself is my resiliency is greater than I ever thought it could be. Um, Yeah. And it it sounds really weird for me to say that out loud because I'm not one of those people that like is very boastful or anything like that. But just if I was looking at someone else going through what I've been through, that's exactly what I would say is like, you are resilient beyond measure. Like it's just, um, so, and the way that translates to my life now is when things come up and it feels hard, um, like growing my business, for instance, it's like, you've done harder things. Like you can do this. Yeah. And really just having that pep talk every now and then really helps me to get through mm-hmm. bigger things that come up or other things that come up in my life. I'm not really sure I'm going to have to deal with anything bigger than my daughter having cancer, mm-hmm. but 
I've learned that I am resilient, that I'm strong, that I can rely on those people who I open up to. So that was a big thing for me too. So like I said before, I didn't really tell anybody. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of that was me kind of beating myself up. I didn't think that I could talk to anyone, anyone. I felt like they would judge me because it was my fault that my kids were having these issues or something like that. It's just all stories that I was making up in my head. But when I finally opened up and started talking to people, um, the amount of love and acceptance was so much and so overwhelming that I just, like, I couldn't really handle all of it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so in the process, I learned that being open and vulnerable really allows people to be there for you in the way that I felt like people weren't. Um, Because I had people who I told, but I wasn't completely open and transparent with them. And so those relationships, those friendships, they kind of dwindled out. And so I took a different approach on this side of everything and opening up and sharing my journey. And what I found is that people were relating and connecting. So that was huge for me to have that community aspect, um, as well as acknowledging myself for being strong through the process, for not leaving, because this is something that I learned. um, And not that I would ever do this, but (laughs) something that I learned is that sometimes situations like this are too much for parents to handle, honestly. Um, We've heard stories being at Um, the hospitals where parents bring their kids in because they know what's the best place for them to go and then they leave them Mm. and some children end up that's how some of those kids with special needs and disabilities and all these things end up in the foster care system because their parents can't handle it and so really just taking a moment to acknowledge myself like I handled this (laughs) you know it wasn't so much that I felt like I needed to give my child away like that that to me is crazy but like I understand that that's not everybody um everybody can't handle it and so I say that with without judgment but just acknowledging you know that we were able to make it through as a family absolutely that is so amazing and I understand what you mean about not being boastful and things like that but it really is helpful to reflect I think it's so necessary because a lot of times we're just going through the motions and we're just in survival mode we don't realize what we're doing we don't realize that it's resiliency we're just trying to survive but I do think it is so 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 important for us to take even if it's just a minute if you never say it again to just reflect on how did I handle this and if I handled it well I'm going to acknowledge that I handled it well yeah Exactly. I think for myself, I would have liked for somebody to check in sooner and Mm -hmm. ask me how I was feeling. Because I think I, I, like I said, I went almost two years not knowing that I was dealing with depression. Um, And so my advice to anyone who is going through something is to speak up because sometimes people don't know that you need that extra support and so really just acknowledging even if you don't know what type of support you need just acknowledging that hey I need help right now 
and I don't know what it is, but this is how I'm feeling. This is what I'm going through. And I just need some help. And I think that would have been helpful for me in my journey to speak up sooner because I think then the emotional side would have been taken care of alongside of the mechanics of getting things done. Because my mom, she, like I said, her having been a single mom raising two kids, like she was all about doing the work and getting things done. She didn't have time to like break down is what she would say sometimes. Like I didn't have time to, I didn't have time to break down. Like there was stuff that needed to get done. And so I kind of just followed in her footsteps and didn't necessarily acknowledge all of the emotional stuff that I was going through. And so that is what I would say um, to my former self, to anybody who's going through something is really just take a moment to assess where you are emotionally and seek out help. Thank you so much for, for sharing that you are an entrepreneur. So just tell us a little bit about your business and just how people get connected with you. Absolutely. So I am on all of the social media platforms as Miss Chris Guyton, which is M-S-C-H-R-Y-S-G-U-Y-T-O-N. And I am a brand stylist and photographer for entrepreneurs. And so what I do is I design a full brand suite for entrepreneurs, everything from their website, their photography, um, their graphics that they need, really pulling it all together in an authentic way that really shows who they are as a business owner, um, pulls their personal details through, and really calls forth their ideal clients. And so that's a really big thing. People want to work with people who they vibe with. And so the best way to do that is really being your authentic self. Um, And so that's what I help other entrepreneurs do. Thank you so much again for being on the show. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you to everyone for tuning in and make sure that you connect with Christian on social media. Did you enjoy this episode? If you haven't already, subscribe on your favorite listening platform and our new YouTube channel with video interviews premiering in season three. I'd also love for you to continue the conversation with those around you. One way you can do that is by purchasing MSE Podcasts Conversation Starters Deck, available for purchase at bygracenp.com. Be sure to leave a review on one of MSE's listening platforms, share with a friend, and join the My Sentiments Exactly podcast community on social media at MSE Podcast. The podcast is available for listening on all major streaming platforms by gracenp.com and YouTube now. Hope to hear from you soon.